This is Longview Leaders. My name is Sean Hookirk. For those of you that don't have any context on me, I run a web design company in Longview called Gradical Design, helping businesses achieve their goals online. And the goal of this podcast is to interview leaders in our local community, specifically Longview, Kelso, Cowlitz County. There's so many leaders here doing great things. I want to have in-depth conversations and share those conversations with you to inspire you to become a better leader. In this first episode, I interview an awesome guy, Tony Spencer, who runs Spencer's Trucking over in Kelso. And if you want to learn more about Spencer's Trucking, you can go to spencerstrucking.com. Otherwise, go ahead and grab some coffee, sit back, and enjoy. So tell me a little bit about your story. Where'd you grow up? Where'd you go to school? You know, uh, how long uh, you lived in Longview, Kelso? So I've lived here all my life. Uh, so 49 years. I Well, I first grew up, uh, my dad had a, uh, a body shop in Kelso, and I grew up next to that until uh, kindergarten. And Kelso, and then moved over to uh, Columbia Heights and Longview, and uh, started going to school there. And I ended up graduating from uh, Mark Morris. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's pretty exciting. That's it. Then, uh, <laughs> okay, t- t- tell me a little bit about what you do for a living. I mean, I know, so, but yeah, yeah. So the uh, uh, we we have a family business. We own Spencer's Trucking and Excavating, and uh, uh, I've been running that for my family oh since. 1999. Uh, so the uh, before that, I worked. Uh, well, of course, in high school, I worked at a small little burger place in town, and then uh, got married way too young, and uh, then went <laughs> over and worked for uh, uh, Manchester Brothers, and uh, enjoyed doing that for years. I ran their sporting goods and uh, sold appliances, and uh, when I had my daughter, uh, I needed a little extra income, so. Worked one day a week uh, for my folks doing book work for them, and uh, they had the body shop and the trucking and excavating, and my dad for years kept asking me to come work full-time, and I kept saying no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't want people to think I got a job given to me, so uh, uh, I did it one day a week, and then my dad kept pushing and pushing, and finally in 99, uh, they they talked me into it. Uh, My two older brothers worked for the family, and... uh, they were, I always saw more issues with my two older brothers. They started right, uh, right out of high school. So they never worked anywhere else. And they, uh, I didn't want to have a conflict with my folks or my brothers. So, uh, it, it ended up being a, a great thing that I, I worked somewhere else first. So I knew how, how the job life worked and, uh, it just ended up being a, a great deal. Uh, and I, I know your son works somewhere else too. Is that is that kind of a similar theme here? Like, hey, when are you going to work for me? Um, you, you know, it, it's <laughs> funny. I've, I've asked him to work for me for years. And I think it, it's, he's very similar to me in that aspect. I think he doesn't want people to think the job is given to him. But he's a uh, he's not a kid anymore. He's, he's 25. He's almost 26. And uh, he's doing great at what he's doing. And uh, I've always got an open door for him if he ever wants to come work here. But... <laughs> Right now, he's very happy what he does, so I I don't want to push him in any direction. Right, yeah, yeah. I I want to compliment you on uh, you know he's he seems like a fine young man and uh, seemed like you did a really really good job raising him when I met him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm really lucky. I got I got uh, I got three kids. Uh, two uh, are biologically mine, and one uh, is a stepdaughter, and I've got three great kids. 
That's cool. Yeah. Um, as you know, I've got two young kids too and man, yeah, it'd be nice if my son turned out like your son when he grows up, but you know, it's a, it's a gamble. We'll see. We're doing our best. <laughs> well, you're, you're doing a good job. You're uh for what I know about you. You're a great role model for your son. And, uh, yeah, I've got nothing, nothing bad to say about you. So, uh, no, you, you did a been great simpler. I've known you. Thanks, Tony. Um, so maybe I could expand on your younger life because what I want is I'm hoping that younger people are going to listen to this podcast um, and kind of see like, because, you know, a thing that I've, I've noticed is um, especially people when they're younger, they don't know that, like what's possible, what they can do, um, especially if they don't know anybody that's owned a business, um, even somebody maybe not in a leadership position like you. And so like, what were you doing in your teens and twenties, like what type of person were you? Maybe your influences. Um, I know your parents were in, in business, but um, yeah, maybe you could expand a little bit on that. Maybe something you learned when you were younger, or maybe something that that kind of guided you to turn into the person you are today. You know, uh, my dad is. Uh, I used to call him when I was a kid a workaholic, and I could never understand it. Now, after you know being in business this long, uh, I totally understand it. Uh, it's it. There's good and bad on the business. The 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 great part, uh, you have a lot of self-accomplishments. You, you see things grow. Um, you learn tremendously on that. The bad part is you're, um, the place doesn't run without you being here. Or if it does, you're always worried that the, uh, uh, someone's not going to do something correctly and you want to make sure it's done uh, properly. Uh, luckily, I've got a really good crew here and trained them real well. And, uh, you know, they're, I couldn't do my job without them. So being around the, having the right people work with you and, uh, uh, you know, just being on the same page is, is a tremendous thing. The hard part is, uh, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I, I did understand part of my dad had to work, didn't, you know, to a point, you know, kids don't understand why your dad has to be gone all the time. Um, so, I never did any uh, any sports, uh, just for the reason I knew it would be hard on my dad to go and come and go to sporting events, things like that. Uh, for my kids, they didn't really have a, a huge interest in in doing that kind of stuff. But I always give them the options: of, Hey, if you want to do this, we're going to do it. And uh, I try to make as much possible time as I could for my kids. Uh, things that my dad possibly couldn't do because he was just a one man show at the time. Uh, luckily, I've got some people to. Uh, give me a little bit of a hand on that when I was raising my kids. So, uh, you definitely learn from your folks and I definitely learned my work ethic from my dad. So, uh, it's, he's been a great role model for me on that part. It, it, do you know, um, like when your dad started the business, did he have a lot of support from family or friends or do you know anything about that? Like did they, I do did know they about kinda, it. Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. 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 So th this is a interesting story. So my folks came, uh, from Cedar Woolley, which is about, four to four and a half hour drive from here up north. It's almost on the, on the Canada border. Uh, my parents got married extremely young and uh, they're still married. I think my dad, he might've been 18. My mom was 17 when they got married Gosh, and they actually yeah. had to go to Idaho to get married. Because <laughs> they weren't, you couldn't get married at 17 and back then in Idaho you could. So uh, they, uh, my dad moved down here and he did it where we could. They had uh, uh, young kids. Uh, my two older brothers, I have three older brothers, but my, I do heard my two oldest brothers moved down here. And I believe my, my closest brother at my age, he was also born like in the Seattle area. And then they, they moved this way. He went to work for Weyerhaeuser and he worked in the, um, the logging industry. And then, uh, I think it was 1968. My dad 
started, uh, he bought some property next to uh, uh, his house on Selburn Road. And before then, he, he had a little garage shop uh, behind his place and he started doing body work on the side. And then uh, he had so many people come into it, he decided he was going to start doing that full time. So uh, uh, he didn't have any family down here whatsoever. But this was the area that had works. So that's why he ended up uh, coming to this area. So we actually have no relatives here except for my, uh, my brothers. Uh, all of our extended family is still up in Cedar Willie or Mount Vernon area. Oh. So he's, he's uh, definitely a self-made man, um, my dad. And uh, very interesting, my dad is always, uh, he's 75 now. Um, one of his biggest regrets always sort of growing up was that he never uh, graduated high school and always wanted his diploma. So uh, I was very impressed that with his education, what how far he ended up, ended up going. Gosh, yeah, that's that's and that's always something that um, you know when I was growing up, my parents made it. You know, you're going to college no matter what. But the more I've seen of the world and the more I've gone, it's like there's definitely a lot of different avenues. And it's you know memorizing answers for a test doesn't mean that you can make and it's not gonna it's not gonna work well for everybody. Everybody it, learns it differently. You know, I, I 100% agree with that. The, uh, my daughter uh, is still in college. She's uh, going to be 28 this year. She's on her master's degree, uh, and she's doing fantastic. She's working for OHSU now and uh, got her, got her, getting her close to getting her doctorate. Uh, but she has got so much debt uh, from this, and it's like, oh, my gosh. You know, it's just it's uh, horrifying to think how much money it's going to cost to um, pay all this back. Uh where, you know, we, we did uh, last week the Extreme Machines. We do it every year for uh, Cowlitz County. And the idea of that is to show kids that there's other avenues where you can get a, um, a job, still make a good living without going in massive debt. And uh, um, part of the thing out there right now, I've noticed with, with people that think they have to go right, right to college and um, get a computer degree, which is great. There's nothing wrong with, with doing that. But there's a, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, blue collar worker jobs that aren't there anymore because people just don't get out and get their hands dirty, uh, which is good for my industry. We keep our guys really busy, but it's, it also makes it hard because there's fewer and fewer people going into our field. And there's a lot of jobs out there where you can make really good money without going in, in debt. Right. Yeah. And it, and it might even better match their personality and what they really enjoy rather than just graduating with a degree and going, Oh, this wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. Maybe I should have just, <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It, it's interesting. Cause the, uh, I had, like I said, I had no desire to go into this, this type of field when I, you know, when I was uh, in high school, I wanted to be a, an artist and I thought that would be the, the fun, cool job. And, uh, I still do some, some art type stuff, but, uh, um, Unfortunately, there's not a lot of uh, money in that kind of field. Uh, and like I say, I, I worked at a few different jobs, and uh, but I always stayed for a long time in the jobs I was at. And I, I actually enjoyed everything I did and then started finding out about excavation. My dad was in it, and uh, um, like I say, I think I told you before, he was in a body shop before, and the reason he got out of that industry is back in the 60s and 70s, no one knew what the uh, problem with chemicals were. And... Uh, he actually lost his, his taste and his uh, sense of smell for, for years. Um, and they ended up doing a, uh, at the time, it was a, uh, a real risky surgery in order to put him back together. And uh, I didn't know it as a kid, but uh, they told me that, you know, it may not survive. And um, that's why he ended up getting this industry and he ended up, you know, really doing well at it. 
And uh, then at that point, which one thing I do kind of regret not doing um, is getting my uh, uh, designer's license for septics. The uh, septics is a interesting field. A lot of people don't like working in septic and sewage, but everybody's got a toilet. Everybody has to go. Uh, it has to be fixed. So it's uh, it's an interesting industry. And, it, and I thought of many times if I would have got my uh, designer's license, um, you know, we, we'd be a one-stop shop. We could design a septic system. We can install a septic system and not have to go through other people. But luckily, I do know some well, some good designers I really like, and uh, we work well together on that. But like I say, a job that I would never have thought of in a million years, like, oh, I'm going to install septics for people to, you know, <laughs> sewage down. And um, it's not for everybody because we do work in uh, systems that are what they call live, which are uh, replacing an existing septic tank. And you're you're literally walking around in, in sewage and crap, which is not for everybody. Uh, but I call it the smell of money. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> so if, it's, it's got to be fixed. We, 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 we love to do it. And it's uh, like, so my brothers, when they worked here, uh, they, they literally wretched. They couldn't be around it. And to me, I just have a strong stomach. Cause I have ah, no big deal. We just put it in and stuff. But uh, it, like, say there's, there's lots of jobs out there that you would never suspect where uh, you can do something. And it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. And it's a, it's a fun, different way to, to make a living. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, some uh, a friend that I have that he says, and he's kind of in, in a business that um, they do cleaning, and it's kind of a, a dirtier type business. And he's like, oh sure, you know, there's always an opportunity if if um, or people don't want to do something, if you can do it for them, there's always an opportunity. Absolutely. Especially getting your hands dirty, especially septics. There's not a whole lot of people lining up for that job. I don't. Think. There's not a lot of people lining up for it. But like I say, everybody's got a toilet in their house, and uh, yeah, uh, it is definitely got to be be repaired. And uh, not everybody wants to do that job. Um, but uh, we we definitely will fix you up. And uh, uh, we've got it set down to almost a science now, where if someone's uh, septic does go out at their house, they can call me the same day. I'll get out, uh, arrange, get it pumped, get the permits, get a new tank. And usually within 24 hours, I can get them back in action. So uh, that's also the the hotel room or something or stay with with friends or neighbors. So we try and accommodate people as quickly as possible. Yeah. And it it seems like when it comes to stuff like that, like that's what makes it probably, um, I mean, you get used to doing it and you probably enjoy it, but the real enjoyment is probably making people happy and helping them when otherwise they'd be in a, a bad position. You kind Absolutely. Of the hero. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know about the hero part, but it's, uh, <laughs> every day is definitely a, uh, uh, a different thing. And if we can help people, we, we actually really enjoy that. You know, we do, uh, the other day we work with, uh, Josh with service master and, uh, we had, he called me the other day and a tree fell down in that storm we had, and it fell literally through these people's living room. Um, luckily they weren't oh, in gosh. there at the time, but, uh, the branches came in like spears and they're, in the, through their living room, and it would have it would have killed somebody. And we wow. got out there the the same day, and we sent our crew out and pulled the tree off. And so, like I say, every day is totally different here. We could be taking a tree off a house. We can put a septic in. We could be burying a horse if one dies. Uh, we could be doing snow removal. It, it's the fun part of my job. It's not every day is a different a different job. Basically, it's we don't. It's not the same. The same thing every day. We we've got a variety, so you never get bored. 
Uh, I feel bad for the guys. Uh, like my dad, when he first started, he went to work for Warehouser, the most monotonous, boring job, just doing the same thing every day, every day, every day. This way, there, there's there's nothing the same here. It's it's different every day, which gives variety and keeps my crew happy, keeps me happy. It's uh, it's it's a great way to go. Yeah, and we've had you guys out at our house before, and your employees do seem pretty happy. Yeah, yeah, we. Uh, that's the main thing keeping keeping the employees happy and and keeping your customers happy we want repeat business you know it's uh and if if for some reason they're not the customer not happy we'll do whatever it takes to make that person happy you know it's uh uh we really strive for you know our reputation my dad started the the excavation in 1984 and uh you know i plan on uh keep running the business until the day i die it's uh i enjoy it and i want to keep the the name going Maybe you could tell me just a little bit about you know what you guys do. I think you know we got the septics excavation, but maybe you could give me just a picture of you know, and then also your slogan that you always say at the Latip meeting. <laughs> yeah, so the <laughs> so our Latip slogan slogan I say is uh, uh, Spencer's trucking and excavating where the the rock's always hard and the topsoil is always brown. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> they've asked me to say it on the radio, and I won't say it on the radio, but it's uh. Uh, we we have a variety of stuff. The the nice thing about it, uh, our, our location, we we uh, have got tremendous amount of landscape products. We've got uh, topsoils, we've got bark dust, we've got uh, uh, river rock, crushed rock, red rock. Uh, we think right now we have 24 different types of products that we can load in your pickup, or we've got uh, uh, eight dump trucks we can deliver to your your place. So uh, we actually have a uh, kind of almost like four crews. We have our our, uh, our dump truck crews, which go out. Like I say, they deliver products. They also deliver our equipment. Uh, so that's that's their duties. We've got uh, a pole barn or pole building crew, and I've got uh, four people on that crew, and they uh, go out and uh, we'll build you a shop or a garage or a barn. Uh, that's their their job. And then I've got my excavation crew. I've got four guys on, actually five guys on that one. Um, they'll go out with our excavators, or we got cat bulldozers. Uh, we've got uh, road graders, uh, rollers, so we can do any type of, of earth movement or land movement you want to do. And we also do retaining walls. Um, like someone mentioned, we do septic systems. We install uh, uh, curtain drains, so if you have a lot of water coming on your home, we can divert that. And we also do uh, uh, septic and sewer installations. Uh, and house cutouts. So anything. So if people go out and buy a piece of property, usually on their first call, I'll come out there and uh, put a driveway in for them, put their utility ditching in for them, uh, cut out for their home site, and then we'll we'll do the backfill. Um, like say, oh, we also do uh, stump and tree removal, uh, stump grinding, um, any type. And usually, what I by the quote I'll say, if the money's there, we don't care. It's uh, <laughs> usually usually ask me if. Uh, uh, say, hey, do you do this? And I'll say, no, we don't do it. Or, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. Or I can send you in the right direction someone that does do it. So, uh, you know, we're nothing really scares us off. If it's, if it's a legal thing, we will be glad to do it. Yeah, that's nice to have someone that you can that you can go to and, and not have to go to all these separate ones like uh, you need the septic worked on. Well, who's going to dig it up? Or, you know, it's kind of like getting a plumber. You know, and then they have to expose all. You have to get somebody else to expose the wall, and it's kind of nice to have somebody that can can handle the majority of the work that you need when it involves all the stuff you yeah, need to do. Yeah, 
it's kind of a one-stop shopping here. So we'll, we'll try and do as much as possible. And we work with different electrician companies in town and plumbers. And um, like say, if we get to a certain point where we can't do any anymore, we'll uh, suggest this person for you and, and take it in there. Um, then we also do a lot of uh, repairs for existing systems. There's, there's a lot of older uh, homes in, in the area which use this pipe called Orangeburg, which was put in the 50s and the 60s. And it's a it's a sewer pipe that is actually made of tar paper, and uh, horrible design. It it flattens out over time, and uh, your sewage won't go in there. It just backs up in your house, and and they're Gosh. calling me to to replace it. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of that pipe is uh, really deep in the ground. We got to locate it, find the pipe, and and replace it. So we've we've went down as as far as 20 feet in in the ground to replace that pipe. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's uh, a little more difficult than going down a few inches. We've got to go really deep sometimes to, to find that and repair it. But uh, uh, luckily, like I say, we have a very experienced crew, and uh, we can take care of that kind of problem. Do you have any um, – I know you've told me some funny stories. Do you have any favorite customer stories that you want to share? Yeah, <laughs> projects? We had seen many crazy things. The uh, One of the interesting ones that's happened every year – they're somehow back in the seven, well, 60s, 70s, and 80s, they put in steel septic tanks, which is a horrible idea because steel rusts out. And every year, someone will be mowing their grass on a, uh, a riding lawnmower, and they literally drive right into a septic tank, and they're up to their shoulders in it. And I've had that oh call many gosh. times. Oh, and then uh, this is actually an interesting story. The uh, uh, so another septic story. The uh, um, my ex-in-laws. Uh, my ex-father-in-law was he was kind of a drinker and he did some things in, interesting a few times and uh, he exposed his septic tank one time and he forgot to put the lids back on he just put garbage bags over it so oh, no. uh, one of the pumping companies in town uh, they always call me when they do tanks replaced they were out there and they are trying to find it and leaves went right on top of it and my, my ex-father-in-law passed away so they were just guessing where the tank was they, there's usually a map of where everything's located and they they literally walked right into the septic tank. The, the guy pumping oh, it fell up to his no. to his shoulders. Oh, he was mad. He was covered in crap. And uh, so glad that. Glad it wasn't me. But that, yeah, that is always uh, the fun part of of seeing that stuff. So uh, um, always be be careful if you have an older septic tank. Uh, definitely have it checked out uh, before you fall into it. Yeah. I like that. Um, with 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 Spencer's trucking in general, do you guys, where do you guys see yourself five to ten years? Do you have any new, any new things you'd like to accomplish? Goals or? So you know we've it's it's been interesting. Like say we've we've been in a few different locations. The uh, originally it started out at the old Earl Body Shop in Selborne, and we outgrew that area. And uh, my dad still kept that property for a while. We we sold it a few years ago. We bought property on Ostrander, and it was a. Uh, uh, pretty large parcel of property. I think it was six acres and we ended up buying two more and made it uh, eight acres. But uh, we didn't know we bought it. It's a floodplain down there and we ended up flooding oh. uh, uh, 18 times. And the last time we flooded, we had 15 foot of water inside the shop. And oh, uh, at that point, we were like, we, we've got to move out of there. And we ended up buying the adjoining property that's out of the floodplain right next to I-5, which we we were trying to buy for years and the, uh, the, the previous owner just didn't want to sell it and he he thought the county might buy the property for a, a road, but they didn't. So we, we finally got the property and we moved out here and it's just been uh, the best move we ever did. Uh, great exposure. 
and we just keep growing and growing. It's uh, it was like I say the best move we ever did. Um, I'm hoping within you know five ten years that uh, uh, we'll keep expanding out here, uh, add some more new equipment, um, and you know probably add some more employees. Right now we have 15 employees, but I could see we'll definitely you know go up to 20 employees within the next five years. That's awesome. Um, and, and I know you got you got a busy day, so I don't want to keep you here forever. <laughs> um, what what's some of your favorite things about um, Longview? or Kelso, Cowlitz County. And then, um, you know, if you, if you could see this community continue to grow and develop in the right direction, you know, what do you think, um, some improvements could be made, what needs to be happen or needs to happen? Do you have any uh, thoughts? You know, I, yeah. yeah. So I, I definitely love the area. I've never moved away from it. Um, my, my wife, I met her, she was from Vancouver, Portland, and she actually moved up here. And I said, you know, I'm not going to move from the area. And she ended up moving up here with me. And, uh, uh, just a reason, you know, we got family up here, and I've got uh, uh, the business. But it's it's such a, a great location, Longview and Kelso. You're you're close to the mountains. You're still close to the beach. Uh, you're close to major cities. If you need to to go to a major city, you know, Seattle, Portland is always fun to to visit. And but it's always nice to come back home where it's not quite so crazy and busy. And then we have uh, Lake Sacagawea, which I think is an amazing area. Um, I go down there and I used to run competitively, but I still like to go down there and run a couple times a week. Um, you know, relatively safe area. Um, I would like to see the, uh, something done with the, uh, the homeless, you know, in the area of the, uh, just, that's the only, the bad part is there's, there's no real area for them to go to other than just on the sides, it seems like. And I would sure like to see the, uh, the government or someone, uh, purchase some property and make some low income, uh, homes for them, or may possibly even if they had to like some kind of a camping area instead of, uh, having them, uh, you know, staying at the parks or on the side of the streets or putting a tent up anywhere, come up with some kind of idea to really help the homeless and, uh, trying to get them back on their feet and try and get the, um, also try and get this, this drug epidemic out of the area too. And of course in the United States, just not in our area, it's uh, definitely an epidemic that needs to really be, um, find a way to get a good solution on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's horrible to see all that stuff. Like you said, not just here, just it's everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. I mean, if you go to the big cities, it's, you know, it's, it's shocking when you see how much, uh, it's just, it's everywhere. And like I said, I've been to Hawaii last year and it's, it's, ramp it over there too you know of course um over there i could see it a little bit more because it's warm all the time it's not always warm here and when mm -hmm. you get down in the cold weather it's going to be very difficult for those people to to survive so really hope that's something um you know the government can come up with an idea to really help the, those people yeah um are, are there any organizations you're a part of and then you recommend in longview yeah. I, I am, and, and you <laughs> are too, uh, the LATIP of Longview. Uh, LATIP is a national organization, and, you know, and I, I've been part of it now, I think it's going on nine years this year, and uh, it, it was probably one of our, our best things we've ever joined before. It's a community of uh, uh, business leaders in the area. Um, we're the only excavator in the group. I know you're the only uh, uh, computer uh guy for doing uh, websites and, and things. And I've met so many good people where you can refer them uh, to their business and, and they can help you in, in yours. And it's, it's been a fantastic, I would never quit it. It's, it's helped us tremendously. 
I've been part of some other organizations and um, I kind of went by the wayside of some of those other ones and just stayed with this one and it's it's been fantastic and I think it's a, a great way for people to um, showcase their business and to really get help from other businesses to work together. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed it. I was, I, someone else referred me to it and I was a little bit skeptical because just like, I think uh, a label might be like a networking group or whatever, but man, once I joined um, and then gotten to, gotten to meet everybody and, and make friends and then um, it's been awesome. And then also you don't often get a chance to sit down with other business owners because everybody's just super busy. So it's, it's cool yeah. to be able to talk the same language and, and uh, yeah, it's, it's been a great group too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. It's, it's fantastic to really, and you know, it's, there's, there's so many businesses out there I had no clue about and, and just, you know, I've, I've definitely tried to, uh, go to each one of them and, uh, check them out. And uh, a lot would go to multiple times. So I, I've really been excited about that. And like I say, I would never, uh, get away from that group because it's, it's helped us a lot. I've really seen a huge, huge growth ever since we joined it. And, uh, um, I really, really add, add a lot of that to being part of that group. So, um, so if you had to give any advice to someone that was listening, that was, you know, maybe, maybe teenager or twenties, um, and they're looking to, you know, they don't really know what they want to do, or maybe they do have an idea. Would you give any advice? Maybe that'd just be advice to yourself when you were that age. Well, oh. what, would you, what would you say? <laughs> you know, it, it, it's interesting. My my younger self, I was extremely shy, uh, and that I don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it, it's I, I was really shy. Like, yeah, in in school, I was shy. I was a quiet kid. Uh, you just you get out of get out of your your comfort area. Take take some take some uh, some risks at different things when you're younger. The uh, you, you might be surprised what you're uh, capable of and uh, uh, you know some things don't always work some things will it's it, it's a gamble but you know don't have regrets in life it's uh, uh, that's my my main thing you know uh, try try something once if it doesn't work for you go on to something else at least you tried it I like that Tony that's a good end right. well thanks for thanks for taking the time to talk with me Tony and uh, I hate to have you sitting in, in the desk uh, while it's such a beautiful day and stuff's got to be done but but thank you again for, for hanging out with me yeah you bet <laughs> I enjoyed it thanks Sean I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon thanks alright thanks bud